It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. This is your host, The Real Ed Oliver. We got a jam-packed show today. I hope everybody had a good Mother's Day weekend. We're going to do a season review on Bradley Bill. Kyle Kuzma and John Wall took a picture together, so Wizards fans are super hyped up. We're going to talk a little bit about the playoffs and some Bradley Bill Sixers rumors and scuttlebutt. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just want to thank you guys for making. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Also, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online where the game starts. All right, so um, just want to do uh, Bradley Bill's season review and his breakdown. I guess give him a grade, kind of like I did before with Rui, Denny, and Corey Kispert. Just some things we want to see from him in the offseason. Of course, the looming question of the contract. Um, so, you know, we'll go around or talk about his, you know, shooting. You know, is his was his poor shooting this year or underwhelming year statistically and just, you know, playing wise, is that an outlier? Is that an anomaly? You know, you hear Tommy Shepard say, I have a quote right here, you know, Tommy Shepard saying that, you know, I didn't see some of the things that people say about Bradley Bill. You know, are we talking about the same guy? Are we talking about the same person? Yeah, he says, I see quote, I see stuff about Bradley, and I kind of wonder, my goodness, are we talking about the same player? He's a special player, one of the best at his position in the NBA, which is true. You know, he's a he's a two-time NBA All-Star, All-NBA player. Um, first, you know, made the All-Rookie team his rookie season. He's got he's gotten better every year. Bradley Bill is definitely a top twenty-five, top thirty player in the NBA. Last year, you are you definitely a top fifteen player, top twenty player, of course, because since he made the All-NBA team. But this season, yeah, he he did not play well at all. Shooting percentage went down. Um, field goal percentage went down. Um, turnovers went up. His assists did go up, which is fine. You know, um, it had the wrist injury um, that, you know, ended his season, only played 40 games this year, 23.2 points per game, 6.6 assists per game, which he had to step up and play point guard. You know, when that's, you know, he's, he's, he's a shooting guard. He had to step up and play point guard. We just did not have good point guard play. Um, the chemistry did not work out with Spencer Dinwiddie. You know, Hall is a backup combo guard. We didn't get Ishmith until the second half of the year. We didn't get Tomas until the second half of the year after the trade deadline. Uh, so we just didn't, you know, Aaron Holiday, it didn't work out with him. So we just did not have a point guard. We didn't have a pass-first point guard. We didn't have a guy that could come in and facilitate. We just did not have a natural point guard at all. And Bradley Bill had to come in and playmate. Um, you know, we, we brought in multiple guys. We brought in Montrose Harrell. We brought in Kyle Kuzma. We brought in KCP. We brought in Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, there was just a lot of guys. And it was a different type of offense as well under West Oslo Jr. compared to last year with Scott Brooks that I talked about before where, you know, it was a lot of isolation ball. Just give the ball to Brad. Everybody get out the way. 
and he can go score and put up 35, 40 points. Some, like, he had a 60-point game. He had multiple 40-point games. Granted, we lost a lot of those 40-point games. But, you know, that, the year with Scott Brooks, it was like Russ and Brad, go, you guys pick and roll, isolation. You guys create offense that way. Where this year, it was more predicated. It was supposed to be more ball movement and guys, you know, getting more touches. But it was a lot of guys at the same level just fighting for touches. And the offense was murky, saying the offense was too complicated under, under Wes and so Jr., Bradley Bill was trying to figure it out and get in, in gel with his teammate and get, get chemistry. But granted, he didn't shoot the ball well either. His defense was fine the, the, to start off 10 and 3, and then it tailed off after that. So, he, you know, looking at his some, of his some of his shooting numbers, I wanted to bring this up too. You know, his three-point percentage off of wide open threes and threes from four to six feet open, where he still has space where he's not come down. You look at previous years. His numbers have really gone down from that. So this is from NBA.com, where the closest defender was six feet away, which is considered wide open shots. And uh, the the defender was four to six feet away, which is considered open shots. Um, And then, of course, the question about the contract, you know, should the Wizards be so ready to hand Bradley Bill a quarter of a billion dollars, the five year, two hundred forty five million dollar contract, the max deal that he's eligible to get. He's most likely going to decline that option. The four year he's going to decline the four year one hundred eighty one million dollar player option. And he most likely is going to take that max deal, as you know, he was asked in his uh, presser, his press conference where he had the uh, wristband on in the middle of the year, a couple of days after the trade deadline, he said it's fair that he's leaning towards coming back to the Washington Wizards. So. There's $245 million reasons why he was the most chill, relaxed guy ever to say that he's going to opt in and take a $245 million contract. Um, so I'm going to look at these numbers as three-point percentage. Bradley Bill was known as an elite shooter in the beginning. In the, the earlier years in his career, he was compared to Ray Allen. He was a, considered as an elite shooter. Now look at this these numbers right here. Four to six feet from three. Uh, defender, The closest defender is four to six feet away from him. He shot 25% from the three, which is very underwhelming. Uh, two to four feet away, which is considered tight deep defense, he shot 25%. Six feet plus away from him, which is wide open, he shot 40%, which is about normal, which is what you should be shooting when a when a, when a defender is 60 or six feet away from you. You should be shooting at least 40% away. Um, you look at last year in 2021, four to six feet, he shot 33%, which is 8% better than what he shot last year. Um, two to four feet away, 31%, which is once again, six feet away, six feet wide open, 37%. You know, he shot better in 2022, but looking at his best shooting year in his career, which is the 2017 season where he was next to John Wall with a pass for his point guard that could set him up and get him open threes. You look at the numbers here, the big difference, a huge difference, four to six feet away. He shot 39% from three compared to 25%. Two to four feet away, which is tight defense. He shot 37% compared to 25%. Six feet or more feet, six plus feet wide open, the nearest defender, 42% from the three compared to 40%, which is not bad in 2022. He shot 40% where guys were where he was just super, super wide open. So he still shot a, a decent amount, but four to six feet away and two to four to feet away, two to four feet away, he was shooting 25%, which is way below league average, way below league average. So basically the stats are telling you that he needs a point guard. He needs somebody to set him up and get him open. Can the Wizards find that for him? Um, you know, he played the, his best next to John Wall. He played his ne- best next to Russell Westbrook. And him having having to handle the ball more and having more ball handling duties, I feel like that did hurt his shooting percentage. It did mess with his three-point percentage because he just – it's tougher when you're on ball 
and your usage is higher and you're the one creating for others and you're trying to find your three-point shot as well. So that's something that he, is it really an outlier of the shooting? His shooting numbers are going down each year. The three-point percentage is going down each year. Um, he's, he's a 37% career three-point shooter, 30% from three this year, 34% in 2021, 35% in 2020, and then 2018 he shot 37%. So ever since 2018, it's going down. And that's when he's had to use the ball more. He's had more uses. But I do want to get into some of the things that I saw well and then some of the things that he did go through during the season, some other numbers that I want to bring up about Bradley Bill. But before I do get into that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering, information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Make sure to go check out Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock draft, player rankings, and, of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so Bradley Bill's season, it was it was definitely up and down. He had some good moments, and for the most part, it you know, it was – up and down for him for sure. So he had two stints on the health and safety protocols. He also had a hip, hip injury as well. Um, he dealt with the passing of his grandmother as well. And then he injured his left wrist, you know, with a season ending injury. So the good part that I really liked is the playmaking, the playmaking. It really feels like, you know, if they can't find a point guard, which would be worst case scenario, they may have to have Bradley Bill run points sometimes, maybe with the, you know, with some second unit guys come in or towards the end of the game. You look at the Jazz game where he had his best game, um, really, in my opinion. You know, him and KCP played really well. Then he dunked on Rudy Gobert. He was playing point guard that game in the, or in the second half. For the second half, for the most part, he had the ball handling duties down the stretch, and he was shooting the ball well. He was getting to the basket. He flexed on Rudy Gobert, dunking on him, and they, he finished the game strong, and he looked like the Bradley Bill before. Could it be like a, a James Harden with the Rockets kind of offense? You know, there was games where he he had 10 assists. He had multiple assists, had 13 assists in one game. Um, he had some some really good games where we were questioning, like, hey, you know, can he play point guard? Is You know, can he continue that? Is it sustainable? Or is he better with a pass-first point guard next to him? And I, I think he's better with a pass-first point guard. But we know he's capable of ball handling and handling the ball and getting guys involved and getting guys open. Pick and roll with Porzingis. I'm excited to see that. Can he coexist with Porzingis? You know, Porzingis and Luka Doncic, it didn't work out. You know, can it work out with Bradley Bill? Can it be a pick and roll? Can they work with the pick and roll, pick and pop? Bradley Bill's super excited to play with Kristaps Porzingis. Um, he said that Porzingis is the most skilled and most talented big that he's played with 
And can you build the questions, of course, can you build around Bradley Bill and be and have a contender in the NBA? Not not only in just the NBA, but in the Eastern Conference. There's there's players in the Eastern Conference and teams that are, you know, easily better than the Washington Wizards. You look at the Celtics, you look at the Bucks, all the teams that are left over in the playoffs right now. You you can argue um the Nets with Kevin Durant, even though they didn't play well, you can argue this the Sixers are definitely a better team than the Wizards. Can they compete with those teams? Who are they going to add to be better than those teams? I'll pull up the list of the teams that Miami Heat. They're better than the playoff. They're they're better than the Wizards right now. Um, that's one. Boston's better than the Wizards. Milwaukee's better than the Wizards. The Sixers are better than the Wizards. Toronto, we'll see what they have next year. But right now, they have a better roster than the Wizards. The Bulls have a better roster than the Wizards. The Nets have a better roster than the Wizards. So that's seven teams right there. That's seven teams. The Hawks beat the Wizards three to one this year. The Cavaliers have young budding stars, you know, um, Darius Garland, uh, Evan Mobley. They got young guys, Jared Allen. They have they have guys that are going to be here for the next 10 years. Giannis is going to be here for the next 10 years. Jimmy Butler's not going anywhere. Tyler Hero's not going anywhere. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they're not going anywhere. So you look at the Eastern Conference, you're staring that in the face. Can you build a contender with, with Bradley Bill? Can you build a contending team? Can you be just more than a playing team with Bradley Bill as your number one? That's the question mark. You know, do you want to pay him $245 million for five years as your number one? You know, as your number one, as your alpha, can he be a leader? That's the question marks too for Bradley Bill. Can he be a leader on a continuing team? You saw a lot of guys with chemistry issues. Can he step up and be a leader? Those are the question marks for me for sure. Um, so the scuttlebutt, is you know we've heard from multiple people you know andrew bogut has come out and said certain things i'll put up the quote from andrew bogut here pretty shortly um he says i've heard a you know this is andrew bogut so you don't you kind of you is he really plugged in he's played in the nba for 12 years and there's multiple people coming out with sources now zach Lowe. i just want to talk about the scuttlebutt scuttlebutt and the rumors because i just feel like you know, everybody's saying Bradley Bill 100% will sign with the Wizards, which I do think is a 99% chance. But I do think he may look around and say, hey, I want to compete. I want to get a championship as soon as possible. I'm 28 and I'm turning 29 pretty soon. I just had this wrist injury. Um, I've, had, I've had a couple injuries in the past. So, you know, who knows? I just want to take the opportunity to compete and get a championship instead of, you know, being in that 8-7 seed, seed type of range. So this is from Andrew Bogut on the Rogue Bogues podcast. This is a couple months ago that we talked about this. I've heard a pretty big quote. I've heard a pretty big rumor from some people that are pretty close to the situation in the NBA. Big three to Philly. Brad Bill is trying to get to Philadelphia in the offseason to team up with James Harden and Joel Embiid. Philly's desperate, obviously, to try to get off Tobias Harris anyway. They have been for a while, and I think they're even more desperate now to free up that cap space somehow. It will most likely have to be a sign and trade with Philly, but don't be surprised if a big three forms in Philly. That's the word on the street. Also, Zach Lowe has come out with a report as well in the offseason saying that Joel Embiid preferred Bradley Bill over James Harden. Now, Joel Embiid, they have the same trainer. Joel Embiid and Bradley Bill have the same trainer. And Drew Hamlin. So there's an obvious connection right there. So, you know, who knows? They may have talked behind the scenes. Um, and then also Jason Williams on Get Up on NBA ESPN says that the, he has long heard that Bradley Bill wants to join the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, shout out to Damo from the Wizards of Gallery Place podcast that we had as a guest on last month or a couple of weeks ago. He pointed this out on Twitter. I looked it up. It is on YouTube on NBA ESPN. And we don't know how credible these guys' sources are, but there's something called where there's smoke, 
there's fire for sure. So I would just keep an eye on that. You know, if things change, Bradley Bill wakes up one morning during the free agency period and says, hey, I'm ready to move on. Look at the Sixers. You look at the Miami. Those are two possible teams that we could see that happening. Now, to get a return from the Sixers, you have to give me Tyrese Maxey. Of course, you probably have to take on Tobias Harris's contract. Tobias Harris is getting paid $37 million per year, which is a pretty sizable contract for Tobias Harris, especially the way he's been playing lately. But I would love to take Tyrese Maxey and maybe Ty- and Matisse Thibel. If you can give me Maxey, Thibel, or you know, Matisse Thibel and Tobias Harris, then we're talking. Or Maxey, Tobias, and a first-round pick, we're certainly talking right there. That's something that would be very enticing, very intriguing for me to, you know, take a look at trading Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill wants out. If he forces his hand, forces our hand and wants to request a trade, a sign and trade, that would be very beneficial for the win. You get a young point guard in Tyrese Maxey, who's a budding star. You get uh, Matisse Thibel, who's a legitimate defender. Tobias Harris, you get that as contract filler. And Tobias Harris is a good player. He's not a bad player at all. He's a solid player. He can create a bucket. He can score. And um, he's a good rebounder as well and a solid defender. So he would be really good. Now, Bradley Bill, he has been loyal to the Wizards, played for the Wizards for 10 years, been to the playoffs multiple times, has made it past the first round a couple of times with John Wall. Has been super, super loyal. There were opportunities for him to ask out. You know, Russell Westbrook requesting a trade. Um, last year, there was opportunities for him to, to leave. Um, John Wall being out for multiple years, there was opportunities for Bradley Bill to, you know, ask out and leave and be traded. There's been teams recruiting the Miami Heat have been recruiting him hard, Bam, and a bio around his jersey. Um, this has been multiple. The Warriors have had interest. Multiple. Teams, everybody's had interest in Bradley Bill. Everybody has had interest. But Tommy Shepard wants Bradley Bill to be the face of the franchise. He's a character guy. He does a lot of good things in the city. Uh, but Bradley Bill, is he the number one option? That's just, you know, it, do you pay a guy who is not a number one option on a championship contender a max deal, a five year, $245 million deal? That's the question you have to ask yourself moving forward. I'm a Bradley Bill fan. He's a great player. Um, but those are the question marks and, you know, just being the leader and the alpha dog on a championship team. But now can they create a model where they model after the Bulls or they built around Brad, Zach Levine? And you see how the Bulls ended up, you know, Zach Levine is their number one option, their number one player. They just lost in the first round. First round. Granted that, granted that the Bulls, you know, Zach um, Lonzo Ball was injured and missed the playoffs. Maybe they could have made it past the first round. I highly doubt it. They definitely would have lost to the Bulls, even if they had Lonzo Ball, in my opinion. But they got a DeMar DeRozan. They got a Vucevic. Can they duplicate that? The Wizards got Porzingis. You can compare him to Vuce, but they're not going to find a DeMar DeRozan. I highly doubt they can find Alonzo Ball in the offseason as well. <clears throat> Excuse me, as well. And you look at the the Suns building around Devin Booker, a shooting guard that's more of a scoring guard. You know, Bradley Bill, Devin Booker, Zach Levine, they all had that similar game where they're scoring guards. They're two men, they're two, the two position scoring guards where they can shoot the three, three level scores. They found Chris Paul. There is no Chris Paul out there. So the Wizards are just in a tough spot building around Bradley Bill. They found a good player, Chris House Porzingis, but is that enough? And a mid-tier point guard and some other guy, you know, Kuzma, Rui off the bench, Dean off the bench, and a draft pick. Is that enough to make it out the first round? Um, so yeah, it's just it's just a lot of questions. I can go on and on about Bradley Bill's offseason. Um, great player, but is he is he somebody that you build around? That's the question mark right there. But um, before I do get into the John Wall, Kyle Kuzma um, pictures here, um, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. My favorite flavor is cookies and cream. I love Built Bar, and I eat it all the time. Super, super healthy. 
tastes like a candy bar, but it's way more healthy than a candy bar. I, you, I eat it to get my day started. It's the perfect snack for the summertime. Trying to work out, you know, trying to lose this dad weight. You know, I love the puffs. Have you tried the built puffs yet? We are going crazy for the puffs. They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro and they're only 140 calories? Sign me up. Built Bar makes sure that there is something for everyone. Know what my favorite flavor is? Like I said before, cookies and cream. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to Built.com to get all of your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They're all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at Built.com. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so let's talk a little bit about this uh, Bradley Bill. I mean, I'm sorry, Kyle Kuzma, John Wall picture. They looked like they were partying at a, a nightclub where there's you know, you can take a picture is worth a thousand words. So a lot of Wizards fans were going crazy over this picture. And I'm not surprised. I don't blame them. Um, but, you know, like I said, if John Wall is bought out and the Wizards can sign him for the mid-level exception of ten and a half or less than that, I think that's something to consider for sure. Now, the injuries are a concern. The shooting, the three-point shooting is a concern. Is he a shell of himself? Is that same guy from many years ago? You know, he's only played, what, 30-something games in three years, which is very concerning. Some of that is because the Rockets decided not to play him. But he's still a really good point guard. He would be an upgrade from what we have, certainly. And the Wizards are looking for a pass-first point guard, which is what John Wall can do. Can he play well defensively? The last couple of years, you know, 2017, he was a great defender. But once again, that's five years ago. The chase down blocks, the athleticism, the sideline, the sideline speed or full court speed. Does he still have that? Um, and the athleticism, does he still have that? You know, his game was, you know, the strength of his game was athleticism and being faster. One of the quickest, most explosive point guards in the game of basketball history. One of the best shot blocking point guards in the game of basketball. One of the best passing point guards in the game of basketball you know the 360 layups the behind the back passes all that stuff getting guys open spoon feeding you know marching Gortat, uh nene getting bradley bill open shots getting out of porter open shots getting trevor reza open shots can he fit with porzingis pick and roll pick and pop um you know can bradley bill open i think he can do that i really do i think he can do that so it's something to definitely consider for the washington wizards but can he mend things with ted leonsis you know they didn't leave on good terms tommy shepherd Tommy Shepard saying that he was not going to trade John Wall. Then he ends up getting traded a couple of days later. Um, then the reporter asked John Wall, did he request a trade? And then John Wall says, no comment. Our uh, next question. So it's just a lot to think about there. So, um, but the playoffs, um, the Warriors beat the Grizzlies by 30. Uh, and then the Celtics lost to the Bucks in a nail biter. A lot of these flagrant fouls, a lot of these flagrant fouls, um, Dylan Brooks getting ejected, flagrant fouling, uh, 
Gary Payton the second. I yeah, that definitely was a flagrant two for sure. And then Draymond Green swiping down on Brandon Clark. That was definitely a flagrant two as well. Um, so I, I think I was correct on my picks. The Warriors over the Grizzlies. I got the Buck had the Bucks over the Celtics. The Dallas Mavericks did win. I had them winning that. Um, but there's some games on Sunday night. I have the Mavericks losing to the Suns, and I have the Sixers beating the Heat, tying up two two to two. Joel Embiid is back, and he's playing well. He's playing good ball. Uh, I think they're going to tie it up against the Heat, and then I have the Mavericks losing to the Suns. I have the Mavericks losing to the Suns. I have the Suns going up three one. So you guys, let me know what you guys think about the playoff picks and uh, the Bradley Bill scuttlebutt and the John Wall picture with Kyle Kuzma. So I want to thank you guys for listening and making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on NBA from the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the finals. Locked on experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Make sure you guys subscribe to us on YouTube. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.